everybody. This is Tim Stafford, producer here at the Vox Podcast. Wanted to pop in real quick and uh, give you some context for what it is that you're about to listen to, what it is that we're doing here in the month of December. We uh, here at the Vox Podcast have decided to launch a YouTube channel with some good friends of ours in Orange County. Uh, when Mike and Bonnie and I were down in uh, Orange County for the heated conversation, we took over some good friends' studio space and uh, filmed some mini episodes. So what you're listening to here, you can also tune in and watch on our new YouTube channel that we are launching this month. We will have a link in the bio section of Instagram, and we'll also share the video on Facebook and give some context to what it is that you're about to listen to and what it is that we are doing here in the month of December. We have partnered with some good friends to launch a YouTube channel. When we were all, uh, the three of us, Mike and Bonnie and myself, were down in Orange County for the heated conversation that Bonnie and Mike partook in. We also went to some good friends uh, recording studio and took over for the day and we filmed a handful of mini episodes answering listener questions, stuff that you guys have asked and sent in. We'll have the link in our Instagram bio and we'll also share it on Facebook so you can check that out, subscribe and see what other hijinks we come up with in the future. Anyway, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, for tuning in, and for walking on this journey with us. Hey everybody, Mike here with Tim and Bonnie, and we are actually in the same room ladies and gentlemen for the first time ever we're coming at you live from gold pacific studio so a friend of ours has this studio it's absolutely amazing it's on pacific coast highway in newport beach um if you're a local oh my goodness this place is rocking but we're also the big news is that you can finally see bonnie's hair and we are launching a youtube channel um, so you can check us out on YouTube, and and Bonnie is looking magnificent. Tim in denim, just for you, for those who are not watching us on YouTube, he's in denim, and his chest hair ends literally maybe an inch from where the neck hair begins. It is beautiful, uh, and um, we all celebrate Tim very, very well. <laughs> so um, I don't know what that means now. Today we've got several things. First, uh, YouTube channel we're launching. We're what? It, it's not just our our beautiful voices anymore. I know. It's it is. It is. It is two beautiful people, and uh, and three beautiful voices. And oh yeah, of course. Wait till wait till we get you in tweed, my friend. They can see the elbow patches. Um, other thing we want to let you know about is uh, and and thank you. Oh my goodness, to so many of you who have come on board as Patreon supporters. We are overwhelmed um, with uh, gratitude for, for those of you who kind of jumped in with us on yeah. the future of the podcast. Um, just want to remind you, if you want to do that, we are totally listener supported. We are 501c3 nonprofit. 
Everything you give is tax deductible and you can do that through two platforms. All you have to do is go to voxpodcast.com. Uh, but what we thought we would do, we are we're in Southern California together to uh, do an event called Heated. Uh, and so we were able to pull together some space and some friends and um, we're gonna do a bunch of mini episodes today. So Bonnie, take it away. All right, go. here we go. Hey, Mike, Bonnie, and Tim. Hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you for everything. You, was it that many? It thank was that many thank yous. Aww. For everything you guys have done for my faith. Vox has been the place that has kept me grounded and faithful in the midst of deconstruction and now reconstruction. Awesome. My thank question you. is about communion. Mike, you've talked about it yes. here and there, but I'd love a short mini about strictly why you centered your church around it, why you did it every week, and probably the Ooh. most uh, and and probably most importantly, open the table to everyone, believers or not. Oh Thank my you goodness. from Josh. Hey, Josh. That's a great question. Yeah. So, uh, and Bonnie, chime in. You were there. I was, yeah. Um, uh, so the idea, so we, we started a, a church out of the podcast. And so the, the fascinating thing for me about the podcast was that if all the church, the weekend church service event is, is a information delivery mechanism, Mm-hmm. And that, and that, for me, the the tribe I come from, that's you know, you'll have great production value and good music, but the sermon's kind of the point, the right? The, part yeah, well, piece, and yeah. The, the architecture reflects that, and I mean, it's like the you know, it, there's a ton of focus, like we've talked about with Sky just a couple right. of episodes ago. Um, but what I realized is, like for instance, one church I was at, it, you know, we probably had um, seven, eight thousand different people come through in a mm. month. And, um, but to do that, you had, you know, a huge multi-million dollar budget and uh, hun- over a hundred staff. And, yeah. but then to podcast, you have bigger numbers than even those. And it costs, it costs nothing. Mm-hmm. And the, the even better thing is that you're actually engaging with people in their real life. You're not, you know, you're not making them come to you on your terms. Right. Um, and so what we realized, if we were going to start a community, the big question was, well, why, what, what else would you do mm-hmm. if the teaching weren't the centerpiece? What else would you put as the centerpiece? And, um, and for us, we were totally compelled as an image of how Jesus relates to the world. We were compelled by the idea of table fellowship mm-hmm. and, um, table fellowship in the, in the, uh, gospels is different, of course, in some ways than, uh, the Lord's Supper as it's presented in practice now. But the idea was the same, that, that one of the ways that Jesus called people to himself was by his presence among them mm-hmm. in a social setting that allowed for the sharing of status. So before these people were repenting, he was actually sharing, so much so he was accused of sinning and condoning their sin. I mean, that's the accusation of glutton and a drunkard. That was a very serious accusation. And so you have Jesus d- inviting people in prior to their repentance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Zacchaeus is like the paradigm example of that. Um, but, but we thought, okay, how do, you, how do you begin to embody that and enflesh that? And so we wanted to make the physical table mm-hmm. the, cent- the center image of our community. And so we had, um, we had corporate table, which was, uh, of course, the Eucharist. We would, have, we would invite people into something called community table, which is uh, kind of our micro communities, like right. we talked about last episode, um, where you would share meals and talk with people who aren't you know, necessarily 
all like you. Right. Um, and then we encourage people to do individual table, which is their personal table. It was the, the invitation to just open up your life and your home to your neighbors, the people mm-hmm. that are close by. So, so the, the big reason we decided to emphasize something else than a sermon uh, was because we saw what the podcast would do. And so we did teach, uh, but it was about 20, 25 minutes. And it was the goal of it was to set up the liturgy that flowed into the Eucharist. The right. reason we decided to celebrate it every week is because it gave us an opportunity to reinforce everything that, that Vox uh, and we think the gospel's about. Right, the approachability of God through Christ, the brokenness of Christ on our behalf, mm-hmm. the invitation to be broken and poured out along with Him in mission to the world and in service to the world, and it embodies the the invitation to come to the table. Right. And as to why we made it open, um, we, I think we did an episode on this, where um, textually the verses that have been used to keep it closed, First um, Corinthians eleven in particular. Um, just I, I, the more I studied them, the more I realized that what was being critiqued wasn't non-Christians coming to the table. Mm. It was actually Christians who were uh, committing an injustice against other Christians. It was rich Christians eating and celebrating the good food ahead of mm. the poor Christians. Mm. And in this, they were just mirroring the way Greco-Roman culture worked in these dinner parties. And, and Paul just calls down massive judgment. He's like, that's why some of you have gotten sick and have fallen asleep, which is a euphemism for died. I mean, this is how big a deal that was. But never does Paul say in that passage, you have to clean yourself up before you come. come. He says you have to examine yourself and take communion in a worthy manner. But the context of it is simply take it in a manner that uh, that honors the the new work of Christ and everybody you're taking it with. Mm Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's a phenomenal question. And, and we can talk more, but there's some in past episodes. There was one I did with Preston Sprinkle. Did we, like, did we simultaneously release that? We yeah. might have. I think we did. But that, we spent a lot of time on communion. Yeah. Well, I want to say that um, it's really unlike so if the sermon's the center focus, then when they meet in life groups, that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like a grid. What are the three main points you got from the sermon? What are the, do you know what I mean? Like, that's the center focus. But if the communion table is the center focus, you're free to talk about whatever you want to talk about totally. when you meet. It's not this, it's not a rigid thing. So, um, and also as being a part of it, I experienced a freedom knowing if anyone could come to the Eucharist then they, and bring them their full selves, they would feel that same freedom then to come to the outside tables. Totally, totally. So. One of the coolest things that happened, I think it was like our first or second week, uh, and I've told this story before, but, in, but a, a, a woman who came with her unbelieving husband, and they'd been married for a long time, and um, and he was invited to come. You know, mm, I mean, it's yeah. not like we're hiding what this is. I mean, this yeah. is very yeah. clearly. You said, you said it clearly. Oh, absolutely. Time, right. Every time we were talking about, I mean, we had a liturgy that kind of we did along with this. And um, for me, I mean, another reason to keep it center is that's the whole faith. I mean, the whole faith isn't about whether you like the sermon. The whole faith was isn't about whether you like the music. The whole faith is right. that we come to celebrate the crucified and risen Jesus mm-hmm. and then seek to embody and imitate him in the world. Yeah. Um, but but this guy, Kai comes. It was the first time he and his wife had ever celebrated communion together. It was super important to her because she was a believer. Um, I don't know why he did, but he ends up over the course of a couple of years 
um, becoming a follower of Jesus. Mm. And you're like, I don't know. I don't think Jesus was pissed that first time. <laughs> yeah. That the guy didn't wasn't quite sure this was all true. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So anyway, That's good. this is why we're doing the uh, micro communities based on this idea. That was the whole idea. That's exactly. the first thing that Mike talked about at the first dinner was this oh. is why we're patterning patterning our community around table fellowship. Yeah. yeah. For this and reason. we, you know what, we had a lot of people email in from Auburn, and by a lot I mean probably five. Really? Yeah. Saying, hey, I'm part of Auburn. I want to be added to the list. Awesome. How great is that? I don't know if they meant the college or the city. Uh, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, find we'll out. try to clarify that. All right, that was okay. All right, but this is kind of like that because this is also about church. The next question. Okay. Um, okay. So this person says, "I am a recent theology grad from Fuller Seminary." Congrats. What what? Um, and served as a missionary for 14 years. That's awesome. Yeah. Recently, I have been privileged to find a great position working on a church staff near my home. I met with the lead pastor about my hopes for this congregation. He asked me if I would ever want to plant a church, so mm -hmm. I described a model of church life that exists outside of church walls. What? In and among the local people, where not what? one person was in charge, but each person offering the unique gifts to the church. Right. I see a community of believers giving their lives to the kingdom of God, living like they have nothing to lose. After describing a community that seems to be reflected in scripture, the pastor um, commended me for having dreams and then told me <laughs> and then crushed them <laughs> and then said and then told me that the church model will never last eventually mm. people will take control and it will become institutionalized so here's my question mm. am I wrong about the church or has the pastor just become too cynical oh from wow. Nathan that's a great question who's that from Nathan who is not Nate Erie. Definitely not Nate No, Erie. it is not Nate Erie. Um, he's taking his trolling to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has. He's now trolling you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, okay, so, so I mean, obviously, chime in, Bonnie. Yeah, well. Um, I, I understand where the pastor is coming from. I understand the, that world um, where people really do want to engage Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes to an hour, hour and 15 minutes a week to be at least, again, this is just my tribe, uh, to be relatively anonymous so that I can just come in and do the thing, do and, the thing and, yeah. and go. Have all kinds of opportunities for kids and stuff if I want it. But, you know, um, and so there, it really is, as we've talked about before, it's not like we're bragging on this model of church and promoting another model. We're just saying this model of church, you talk about becoming institutionalized. I mean, if that's the concern, it's too late for this yeah. model of church. Yeah. I have been around very, very healthy expressions of what it is that this young man is yeah, talking same. about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and so I absolutely think it's possible. The amount of pre-work that yes, you have to do. Heavy. So when we talk about church planning, what people mean is they mean start a service. That's right. what they mean yeah, by yeah. church planning. And if that's what you go into it doing, well, then all of your resources are that way, mm -hmm. right? Your goals are different. Your priorities are different. The amount of money you need is different. Mm -hmm. But as a missionary, th this individual's imagination has been captured by, no, you actually plant a church by planting the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then you see what happens. Mm -hmm. And over the course of who knows how long, 
there will be people who are discipled into an imagination that says, no, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But if you start with a service and the traditional model and then try mm -hmm. to disciple them out of that, that's very hard. Agreed. Um, if, but if you're willing, if you can make money, because this is super important, if you can make money doing something else while yes. you're planting Anything. this, then yeah. you will can you can have the healthiest now that doesn't mean perfect it just means you can have the healthiest expression of what you're dreaming about right even if you got what you're dreaming about it'll still be political it'll still be petty it'll still be fragile and people will hurt, hurt each other all of that will be true right because mm -hmm. it's still us as long as you have people exactly yes yeah, people but i i agree because um if you're doing anything like get a job literally anywhere yeah and then you do this thing yeah you get to keep it about that thing. That's you right. don't. You can make choices because it's not your paycheck, and you don't have to right. say yes to anyone you don't want to say yes to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do love what you highlighted about the um, the missionary. Like it's clear. Like mm. he's seen this. He's seen church as a kingdom movement yeah. across different borders, right? Yep. And I would assume that this pastor has not. So the one he asked. Maybe, or at least yeah. can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, um, and I get the cynicism. I mean, I've had loads of people who've said, we're going to change it. And then three years later, it's. I get it. Totally. Awful. I totally get it. But I don't think it's impossible. No. Yeah. Amen. Stafford. Someone started a conversation on Facebook. Well, isn't this sound a bit like what you're looking to do? Yes. <laughs> but I, well, and it, you? And it, you know, so crazy that this seems to pair with the first question. Shocking. Like you guys are organized in that way. I know. But this idea of like the table fellowship, just community. Yeah. yeah. Being about people and being about meeting people where they're at and that kind of stuff. We just had a friend, um, he was guest speaking at the church that we go to, and it's a traditional 35, 45 minute sermon church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're like, hey, let's try an experiment. You know, Sean and I have been talking about, and we've been talking about too, like doing the 20 minutes and then. Uh, making people kind of break up and talk about it and process it together live in the church. So like, let's just go, why don't you just try it? And he got mm. all excited. So he taught for 20 minutes, had his wife get up on stage and facilitate mm. uh, the Q&A. And it was like, everyone's unhooking those chairs because all the chairs are all hooked together, you know, and oh, oh, yeah, facing yeah, yeah. the pulpit. Yeah. And like, so everyone's unhooking these chairs awkwardly and like trying to turn around to meet and talk with each other. But it was mm. great. It was wonderful. And it changed the dynamic. I'm saying that in regards to like whether or not the current model can change because I think the the missionaries model absolutely can work. It's a yeah. lot of it's it's hard work or whatever. It's but way it's harder investing mm -hmm. in people's lives, but even in the yep. church itself, like little incremental changes like that, making people totally. make a big difference, be in process or or have those conversations together That's in right. lifetime. Yeah, gave me and, hope. And for, both are super hard. Yeah, to renew a but community. But it should be hard. It should be. Mm -hmm. Boom. See, we can't do that on Zoom. <laughs> it hurts my screen. All right, my brothers and sisters. Hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, your questions are amazing and provoke such great conversation and thought. And the goal, of course, isn't our great answers. The goal is it is it is so good to ask mm -hmm. and to wrestle together. And so thank you for being a part of the Vox community. Check out voxpodcast.com. And now you can check us out on YouTube. Till next time, friends. See ya.